Welcome to Exhibition, an Xbox podcast, episode number 22. My name is Samuel Adams, and this is a weekly show dedicated entirely to the world of Xbox that hits feeds every single Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So if you're new to the show or you haven't already subscribed, hit that button on YouTube or on a podcast service of your choice and get it delivered straight to your inbox. But... This week, we have a lot of news to dive into. Of course, the mini fridge that everybody has been talking about since it was announced earlier this year is officially on the way and pre-orders are opening soon. But on top of that, as I am recording this, a lot of big announcements are coming out of the DC fandom, including some talk on Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League and Gotham Knights. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But a couple of big updates are coming as well for Game Pass titles, and of course, a classic favorite of mine, Quake. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. Let's start things off with this Xbox Series X mini fridge because it is officially coming in December of 2021. And on top of that, pre-orders open on October the 19th. And this is the perfect example of an ideal marketing moment, because in the same way that the Xbox Series S leaked and the Xbox social team jumped on it and used humor to address the issue, that's exactly what happened with this specific product. And instead of ridicule about the appearance of the Xbox Series X uh, impacting the way that the public perceives the system itself, Xbox kind of played a reverse card and they said, yeah, it does look like a mini fridge. In fact, do you want to buy one? Uh, and so now, instead of it potentially costing them in terms of brand awareness or brand appreciation, it's actually generating revenue uh, through a partnership with a mini fridge company. This comes from the Xbox Wire, where Aaron Greenberg, general manager at Xbox Games Marketing, writes, quote, what started as a viral meme became a life-size reality when we created the world's first ever fastest and most powerful Xbox Series X fridge, a six-foot, 400-pound, one-to-one scale replica of our beloved console. But we didn't stop there. After an all-out Twitter war and a battle of the brands, Xbox came out on top with your votes, so we vowed to make your mini-fridge memes a reality. We surprised fans with a first look at the design at the end of our Xbox E3 showcase, and now the time has come to give our fans what they've been waiting for just in time for the holidays, introducing the Xbox Series X replica mini-fridge. This mini-fridge, created in partnership with Uconic, gives Xbox and Chill a whole new meaning. With LEDs and surface features made to resemble the Xbox Series X, your friends will be amazed while their thirst is quenched. The sleek matte black tower holds up to 10 cans of your favorite beverage and has two shelves in the door, so you'll be sure to have your favorite snacks at the ready. The front of the mini-fridge also includes a USB port to charge devices and comes with a DC power adapter to enable the mini-fridge to work on the go. So if you do want to pick it up, it's going to be $99. Uh, as I said, it's going to be available exclusively at Target here in the United States, but fans in Canada will be able to purchase directly from the Xbox Gear Shop as part of our first wave of deliveries in December, with more details coming for that region soon. For fans in Europe, the mini-fridge will be coming from Game, and in France, Germany, Italy, Ireland, Spain, Netherlands, and Poland, you can check it out at GameStop EU, Micromania, and Twink, I believe I said that correctly. Uh, but we are working to bring the the Xbox mini fridge to as many fans as possible and will continue to expand regional availability in 2022. So first and foremost, let's talk about the price. 
$99 is much lower than I initially thought that it would be. Uh, and I know this is something that the kind of funny X cast pointed out, but I was kind of expecting anywhere between 250 and 300. I thought would probably be the price of this. Uh, but I will say based off of other images that I've seen shared by Tom Warren from the verge, uh, this does look to be a $99 mini fridge. It's not blowing anyone's mind in terms of quality. It's just green and black plastic with some cool LEDs, the light up Xbox button. And of course, I'm kind of surprised that the USB port actually works. It is just a standard USB 2.0, nothing wild, uh, but it is cool. Literally pun intended. Uh, Ultimately, this is going to be a fantastic uh, item for a shelf. For instance, the one that I've got behind me, this would be ideal for decor. Uh, but on top of that, for those like Metal Jesus Rocks, one of my favorite YouTubers uh, who has a very huge gaming setup, this would be the ideal uh, centerpiece for the Xbox side of that setup. I think that it would be perfect uh, for that kind of instance. But for any kind of man cave, for any kind of game room, uh, this is a great $99 accessory on option that also adds some functionality. Uh, and again, I wouldn't go in expecting something that is going to be able to keep your meat cold and store all of your groceries. Again, 10 cans is pretty much where this thing is tapping out, uh, but it looks pretty cool and it looks cool at a glance. Uh, so you can check out some more pictures. As I said, The Verge's Tom Warren has a lot that are up and I'm sure that retailers on October the 19th will also be sharing some more. But again, it's nice to see that number one, the price point is $100, kind of sets the expectation. But additionally, I think it's cool that this is not going to be something that is just sold out, never to be seen again after the first round comes and goes. It seems like they're kind of setting this up to where there is a continual production pipeline. And I think that has a lot to do with this partnership with Uconic, uh, because effectively it seems like that company is going to be handling the majority, if not all, of the distribution, the creation, uh, everything. So Microsoft is basically licensing out the Xbox Series X design for lack of a better term, uh, and allowing these units to be made. So this is a huge boon for that company. Uh, but on top of that, of course, it really opens up the pipeline for Microsoft to get more of these out in the wild. So I think that's a really cool uh, way to make sure that fans are able to get the accessories that they want. And of course, the Xbox gear shop has been on fire lately with some Halloween designs from Halo, uh, with a lot of new hoodies, t-shirts, accessories, celebrating the 20th anniversary. Lots to look at over there. If you do want to pick up some new merch, including this Xbox Series X mini fridge. So again, pre-orders open on October the 19th, and I know this is not a huge gaming story of the month, uh, but it's something that really speaks to me because I love this kind of collectible merch, uh, and I try to refrain from buying this kind of stuff because I don't want it to just continually stack up, uh, especially living in a one-bedroom apartment, uh, but very cool to have, very cool that it exists, and of course, millions are probably going to pick this thing up over the course of the next couple of years. Maybe not millions, but you know where I'm going. Now let's move on and talk about Gotham Knights. This is something that just came out of the DC fandom and a brand new trailer is showing off a pretty cool look at the tone of the world that you're going to be experiencing in Gotham Knights. But Michael McWhorter over at Polygon has the full report saying, the creators of Gotham Knights, the open world action RPG set in a wayward Gotham city without its Batman, offered a new longer look at their game at the 2021 DC fandom today. It's our first peek at the game in more than a year, 
revealing what Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, and the Red Hood will get up to in 2022. So if you want to check out the entire trailer, it's up right now on YouTube. Uh, but personally, I think it looks phenomenal. I'm a big fan of the tone uh, that they're setting here. And it's something that is very, very dark. Um, I saw somebody describe this as gothic which kind of makes sense. Gotham, gothic, definitely has that tone to it. Of course, in terms of gameplay, we didn't see much from the DC fandom for Gotham Knights so far. Again, more could come. Uh, but we did see extended gameplay earlier in the year, and it seems to be a bit of a, an arcade skew on the Arkham-style combat. Uh, and it is nice to see that they are still bringing back those elements that made Batman games so good. And of course, this is coming from uh, WB Games Montreal, so that's something to look forward to. Very well-respected team over there. Uh, but this is an open-world action RPG, as they mention here. Uh, very excited to see how this world opens up and to see what these characters can bring in terms of storytelling and in terms of creating an engaging world, because that's something that I think Gotham Knights is going to be able to present that maybe a Batman-centric game could not initially bring. When you've got multiple characters coming from different angles, you get to see a story from different perspectives, and you get to see how each of those perspectives comes together to make one unified experience. So that's something that I'm excited to see. And I also like that between Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad, while it's clear they are going to be better enjoyed uh, with friends to be better enjoyed as a squad, uh, these are both solo-centric experiences. These aren't going to be uh, cutting off the experience for solo players like Back for Blood did, as we discussed a bit last week. Uh, but instead, this is going to be something that is accessible no matter how you play. And then on top of that, uh, with Gotham Knights, you can jump back and forth between different characters if you do want to play solo. So you can jump to Batgirl, to Nightwing, to whoever you want, uh, which I think is a big benefit there. But on top of Gotham Knights, we also got a look at Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. This one looks really interesting. And of course, we saw this reveal earlier in the year, uh, but effectively, this is where you are trying to kill the Justice League as the Suicide Squad. Very well-titled game. Of course, you do have the evil Superman. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes to make all of this happen? Uh, but if you haven't seen the Suicide Squad movie that came out earlier this year, or you aren't familiar with this ragtag group of villains, effectively, they have an ultimatum uh, that is given to them where they can fight and perform tasks, and if these tasks are completed, they can get a full pardon. But if they don't complete the task, or they try to run, bombs in their head effectively blow up. Uh, so, it presents a really unique uh, dynamic, where you have these villains who are still very villainous, but at the same time, they run the risk of you know, not living anymore if they don't complete the task at hand, which I absolutely adore. And by the way, Suicide Squad, fantastic movie, one of my favorites of 2021. But this extended trailer is very good. Again, one that I thought uh, really captured the essence of what the story is bringing. And where Gotham Knights creates a very serious tone, it creates something that is uh, incredibly gothic again, as we said earlier, 
This really captures the essence of the movie from earlier this year, where it is very comedic. Uh, it is something that is funny, and of course it will have serious tones here and there, uh, but ultimately this is, again, a very good take on Suicide Squad. It's not meant to be something uh, that is overly serious or that uh, is trying to tell some kind of melodramatic story. This is comedy and action and Really good writing uh, from what I'm seeing so far. Really well-written one-liners for these characters. And on top of that, uh, gorgeous-looking game. Of course, these are cinematics. We don't know what gameplay itself actually looks like, uh, but pretty big fan of what I'm seeing so far. It's clearly an engine, so it's going to be something very close to this. Uh, and Rocksteady is known for making some good-looking stuff. Uh, so this one is coming out in 2022. Again, if you do want to dive into the open world of Metropolis, you absolutely can. What I'm concerned about is that now not only is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League coming out in 2022, which is a new announcement, Gotham Knights is still set for 2022. And I said this on Twitter and I'll repeat it here. I feel like these games, while they are incredibly different, um, for fans of DC, they could get a bit muddied um, because I'm not sure that people are going to buy them both in the same year. I think I'm probably wrong about that, but I might be speaking for myself. Uh, however, I think that Court of Owls is a unique storytelling dynamic that Gotham Knights is bringing, and I think that earns its place, and I think that's very, very cool. Suicide Squad earns its place, brings its own story, does its own thing. That's going to be a great experience. These two unique experiences are going to be good games in and of themselves. But at the same time, if I'm just a novice comic fan and I walk in and I see two DC games, one's probably going to win out over the other one. Which one that is kind of up for debate, uh, but it is nice to see both of these are coming, period, regardless of when they come. Uh, now, these 2022 dates, I would consider these to be still relatively up in the air. Again, with COVID going on, who knows what's really happening. Uh, Gotham Knights was already pushed out by at least a year because we saw kind of a botched marketing campaign happen in 2020. Uh, and so now you see that beginning to pick up once again in 2021. But Regardless of when these games come out, I think that while it could get a bit confusing for the entry-level consumer, these are still going to be some pretty good selling games. And especially Gotham Knights, it looks good. It looks really good. Uh, and Suicide Squad with the recent movie, with the upcoming new movie, with the Peacemaker series coming out on HBO Max, uh, that name is beginning to really rise in power a lot. So I think that game is probably going to do pretty well as well. But in short, DC Fandom brought the heat this year. Between Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, a lot of good stuff coming our way. And I'm excited to dig in, learn more, really do some research here. Uh, and once again, it is nice to see that there is this uh, lack of a trade-off between playing single player and playing co-op. Because as somebody who primarily experiences games in single player, I like having the option for co-op, but... I should also be able to dive in and get the full experience without any kind of caveat, uh, just because I don't necessarily play with a squad 24-7. 
So with all of that being taken into consideration, DC Fandom, huge win for this year between new movies, new TV shows, and of course, some looks at some very good looking games uh, was a big win. One that's definitely worth checking out in full if you're a big DC fan. Now let's migrate into Minecraft because Minecraft Live has revealed that coming on November the 2nd, Minecraft Java and Bedrock Editions are going to be added to Xbox Game Pass for PC. This is a very brief update, but one that I think is an incredible win for Xbox Game Pass on PC. The news comes from Megan Spur, the Xbox Game Pass community lead, who writes, I couldn't wait for the show to be over before posting this. I wanted to make sure we got the word out right away. If you didn't hear it during Minecraft Live, let me be the first to tell you that Minecraft is coming to Game Pass for PC on November the 2nd. And even better, you'll have access together for the first time as the Minecraft PC bundle includes both the Java and Bedrock editions. With crossplay, you can play the floor as actually lava, not pretend lava, like we played as kids with your friends in Minecraft, no matter what platform they are on. Windows 10, 11, consoles, your new fancy Wi-Fi enabled refrigerator, or whatever device you might have. Very cool addition to Game Pass on PC. And this is good because it is the PC version of Minecraft. This is the experience. Um, unlike the console version of Minecraft, this is what kind of helped the game rise to fame. And so to be able to have mods, to be able to have the full Minecraft experience at your disposal uh, is a big win for Xbox Game Pass for PC specifically because content creators continue to pump this game up and Minecraft continues to be one of the biggest games in the world uh, all these years later. And to have this in Xbox Game Pass, I think shows an attention to the platform. I think it shows an attention for Xbox Game Pass on PC that we haven't really been seeing over the course of the past few months. We've talked about it before, but for the first, I would say, couple of years of Game Pass existing, you saw a huge focus on console as the destination where people play. And then as Windows 10 and now Windows 11 really begin to establish themselves as gaming platforms rather than just computer operating systems, uh, you see Game Pass for PC beginning to become more of a focus. And of course, then you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which bakes in all of these experiences. Uh, and with that in mind, Minecraft being available on console was already a big win, but now to have Java and Bedrock editions right there ready and waiting, uh, with launchers ready and able to be pulled up and chosen very, very quickly. I think that's something that is going to be a huge benefit for players that jump back and forth between various games, but that do want to get access to that Minecraft experience. So again, if you do want to check it out, coming on November the 2nd to Xbox Game Pass for PC, Minecraft Java, and Bedrock Editions should be pretty good. Looking forward to hearing what people have to say about that one. But to round out today's show, something I'm very excited about, Quake has received a free Xbox Series X and S upgrade featuring 4K and 120 FPS, that is frames per second. Here's a nice surprise, writes the team over at Pure Xbox. Bethesda has revealed today that Quake has received a free next-gen upgrade for Xbox Series X and S and PlayStation 5, now running it up to 4K and 120 frames per second. This is the maximum resolution, while 120 FPS is a new option for applicable displays. Of course, many of the highest-end TVs have that feature baked in, and a lot of computer monitors have it these days as well. Uh, but details are limited on the upgrade. 
seems like it's pretty much cut and dry. Uh, that's pretty much what you can expect. Of course, Quake is available a la carte if you do want to purchase it across uh, pretty much any big platform, especially next gen. Uh, but on top of that, it's also in Xbox Game Pass and Game Pass for PC. So that is something that I think is a big benefit as well with Xbox Play Anywhere supported. So if you do want to jump back and forth between PC and console, you can do that with ease. I think this is cool, uh, but the caveat that I think a lot of people might point out is that the next gen upgrade was teased a couple of months back. At the same time, this feels just simply to add 120 FPS support, no higher resolution textures or anything. Not that Quake really needed them, and I suppose uh, this re-release already had some remastered textures baked in there, uh, but it could have been nice to see something uh, a little bit extra. I'm probably asking for too much here, but for free, as a free update, it sounds pretty good. 4K 120 FPS coming to Quake, and again, if you haven't played the classic Quake games, they are the foundation for so many first-person shooters today, uh, and it just continues to be a fantastic experience, especially on PC. I love playing some Quake on PC. Uh, but if you have a 4K 120 FPS monitor or you have a 4K 120 TV, you can dive in and play a FPS classic that is always going to be near and dear to my heart. But that wraps up this week's episode of Exhibition, an Xbox podcast. If you enjoyed this one, drop me a like down below if you are watching on YouTube or subscribe on the podcast feed you're currently listening to. At the same time, hit me up on Twitter or in the YouTube comments section. What did you think of the DC fandom? Do you think that there are more reveals on the way? Do you think that these two games will come out in 2022? And which is your preferred game? Do you want to get Gotham Knights? Do you want to get Suicide Squad? Or are you trying to get both of them? Would love to hear what you have to say. And on top of that, let me know if you're picking up a mini fridge, or at least if you're trying. Would love to hear your thoughts on those. But until next week, you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. I'll talk to you soon, and keep on playing.